They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WMTW 820 The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please! My child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way. But there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you Welcome to the program, America Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig Coming at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program The Really Real Deal And we opened up with a little bit of that Oh, I love that song uh, For many, many years, Harry Chapin cats in the cradle and uh it's very true you know that your your young men that grow up and that's exactly what they say i'm gonna be like you dad you know i'm gonna be like you all right you guys i'm the hatchet man's not gonna sing anymore now (laughs) welcome to today's program folks uh tomorrow is father's day and uh now that song tells a story and we're gonna as we go to commercial break throughout the program today, we're going to play that song until we complete it, okay? okay? And it, it tells a very powerful story, and, uh, and, it, and it reveals how powerful fathers are, okay? Now, at the bottom of our first hour today, we're going to have a fantastic author who's going to come on, and she's going to discuss her latest book, You've Got This, Unlocking the Hero Dad uh, within it's Dr. Meg Meeker, and we've been uh, blessed and honored to have uh, Dr. Meeker on before. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, last time we had her on was last Father's Day. She wrote a book uh, uh, about fathers and daughters. Okay, and so um, we hope you stick around uh, for that. Okay, but a lot of other things to talk about other than Father's Day. But uh, my prayer is that Father's Day will dominate the program today. And uh, but, you know, for those of you who perhaps want to discuss some subjects, some things happening in the news. okay, uh, we can talk about media lies. Uh, We can talk about the Border Patrol. You know, they have this big lie uh, going on now that uh, mothers uh, are being separated even as they breastfeed. okay, and that they're running a concentration camp down at the border. And, uh, you know, an actual truth of the matter is, the, you know, these kids, they have PlayStations, they have pool tables, they have uh, some of the best food they've ever eaten. And, uh, and it's just, you know, you, you open your Bible and you read it, and what does it say that Satan would do? Would lie, okay? And this is just all it is. It's lies, okay? And how often do you hear uh, people that are trying to defend the, uh, the administration just say you're a liar from the pit of hell? You know, I mean, who other than your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, who 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 breaks it down like that? 
Okay, what do what do you always say? Oh well, I think these people are mistaken. Oh, I'm I'm very disappointed. Uh, really, you're disappointed. Okay, so when Satan tempted Jesus, did Jesus say, you know, Satan, I'm very disappointed? Okay, <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. I mean, Satan took even Jesus up on a mountain, and had, Joker had the nerve to quote scripture to Jesus. Okay, <laughs> and I mean, all throughout God's holy word, I do not ever recall, you know, any prophet. I don't recall any of them saying how disappointed they are. And oh, oh, you guys, you must be mistaken. Okay, when uh, Nehemiah was building, uh, rebuilding the wall, and and they were after him so hard. Okay, you know, and so we're gonna talk a little bit about real men. You know, not just men, not just fathers, real men. Real fathers, okay. We're gonna talk about it, and uh, but you know when they when 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 it was um, Tobias and the Arabians, you know they 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 had to have a work tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. What was the weapon for? Okay, you know it wasn't like oh well, uh, Sanballat, Tobias, and the Arabians. I think you. I know you're my friend across the aisle, but I think you're sorely mistaken. I mean. Folks, it's a lot of times it's life and death. Okay? And this is the this is the role that a father should play, in my humble opinion. I'm a father and I'm a grandfather. I'm a son, I'm a nephew, okay? I'm an uncle, I'm a great uncle. Okay? I'm all of these things. I'm a middle-aged man, I'm right in the middle of my life and so I have these young people under me. I have elders that are still above me. I revere my elders. I love folks with white hair. You know, and a lot of my friends, they don't have any hair. But if they did, it would be white, okay? And I love them. <laughs> but, I mean, I learned so much from you guys if you're out there listening. And, um, you know, as someone who grew up without my own father, it, it failed to me to go out. You know, I could just sit and be angry, which, for you know, there were times when I did do that, okay? I was angry, all right? But. The Lord provides, and all you have to do is open your eyes. There were father figures, and there, as a matter of fact, throughout my life, I've had so many father figures that literally my cup runneth over, okay? And so, I mean, even when I've, you know, moved out into the Southwest, again, what do I do? First thing I do is I adopt me another daddy. <laughs> I meet Mrs. Hatchet. What happens? I got me another daddy. <laughs> and so... You know, you you have to, in, 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 in recognizing Father's Day and honoring fathers, okay, please, folks, let us not forget those fathers that are like father figures. How many of us have played uh, sports? You know, it's pro- probably, not probably, actually, the very first father figure that I had outside of family, outside of my, my, my late grandfather, uh, Pop Charlie, Charles Braxton, and um, and my uncles outside of family. The very first father figure I had was Coach Musgrove, my football coach in Charles City, the big, bad, mighty uh, Panthers. You know, as a matter of fact, I ran into a guy from New Kent last, no, I think might have been week before last, and I zeroed in. I saw that New Kent shirt, and I zeroed in, and I told him how we used to like crossing the river twice a year to whoop on, whoop up on those guys. And, <laughs> and of course, he threw it right back at me, and uh, we just had a ball. But how many of us, you know, the father figure was a coach, 
okay, um, or a teacher, you know, or, a, you know, someone in the community. So on Father's Day, let's, let's remember uh, these men, you know, uh, a lot of men who are active uh, saving the republic politically. I, I, now, I know a lot of men like that, you know, the founder of the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance. He's in his 80s, Mr. Green Hollowell, another one, very grandfatherly. You know, and I mean, even the current chairman, you know, the Don, you know, although the Don is more like a big brother than a father, but still white hair, wisdom, you know. And so for you out there who appreciate this program, and I think God has blessed this program to have people that do appreciate it. And I'm so very, very grateful for that. But, you know, the credit really does not belong to me. Okay. Uh, this is the Lord's program. I'm just the guy that the Lord chose to stand behind this microphone, okay? Uh, it does not originate with me, uh, and, and I'm going to repeat what I've been saying for 10 years as I've stood behind this microphone, is that I'm running in a relay race, and I have in my hand a precious baton. I did not create the baton. The baton was handed to me, and it was handed to me by my elders now it's up to me and it's up to you if you feel like you have a baton you have things you've been taught it's up to us to run our leg of the race to run it hard to run it with endurance to run it as though it matters if you don't finish well because it does because that generation to whom you are going to hand that baton, they're depending on you. They're depending on you. Check this out from the book of Deuteronomy. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up tie them as symbols on your hands bind them on your foreheads write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so these commandments these things that the baton represent that you've been given. You didn't create them. I didn't create them. They were given to you. And they go all the way back to the Heavenly Father. And look at what they make reference to. The door frames of your house. That's your whole existence. Your gate. That's, your, that's, that's a, a broader existence. Your hands. That's your actions. Your foreheads. That's your thoughts. Okay? Just like that 666 that Satan wants to put there. Okay, we see a movie with a 666 tattoo. Oh, wow, the mark of the beast. Yeah, little Damien, he's he, a little sleeping boy, and they part his hair, and there's three sixes on his, on his forehead. There's three sixes on his hand. Okay, I mean, why, 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 do, why do we have to have a Hollywood version of the word of God? It's, it seems to me it is common sense. So here, here you have it in Deuteronomy, in the Old Testament, hands and foreheads. 
You have it in Revelation, New Testament, hand and forehead. What's the connection? Your thoughts and your actions. You know, they say if you don't submit, if you don't think the way we want you to think, if you don't do the things we want you to do, we're going to prevent you from participating in the economy. That's leverage. That's how that's how the devil works. Leverage. Okay? Lies. And so that's a part of the program. We're going to talk about these things today and what is the role of a father, okay? Joshua. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid. Be not discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay? And so these are Bible verses for fathers. You know, Joshua and Caleb, the only two. You know, Moses sent these men out to scout the land out. Ten come back and uh, they're, 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 they're wimps. You know, I guess they would have been what you call low-fat Republicans, okay? Celery and tofu Republicans. They would not have been onion toters. They would have been toting a set of blueberries. You got the nerve to go out and scout something out, and you're going to come back and you're going to look Moses in the eye. Ten of them. Not one, not two, ten of them. The, not just a majority, a supermajority. Ten of these jokers tells Moses, oh, well, these people, they're giants. We can't, you know, we can't take the land from them. They're big. They're bad. They're bold. And then this is what they said. And I'm doing this one from memory, folks. I don't have it in front of me. So if I, if I get my Bible verse messed up, someone call the show and tell me because you got to help me out there because I've, when I go home, if I get it wrong, Mrs. Hatchet is going to tell me I've got some Bible study to do. <laughs> that happened once, or so, but it's been several years since that happened. But, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, wow, I'm I'm having so much fun. I'm, I've I almost lost my point. Okay, the um, what they uh, what they told what the ten told Moses that um, we oh this is the main point that I take from that. They say we were we felt like grasshoppers compared to them, and so therefore we must have been like grasshoppers to them, okay? So it really was about self-perception. And so this is, and I'm making a point to today because as you all know, you know, I don't just quote Bible verses just for the sake of quoting Bible verses. I, I try as best I can. I'm not a theologian. I'm not, you know, an expert, but I can read and I'm an analyst. I can analyze and I can articulate and I do so without fear, okay? So to make that as a as a comparison today, you have people that are so full of fear, they feel like we can't take the culture back. That these demonic Democrats, these members of the coalition of evil, which would be the leadership of the Democrat Party, which would be the Communist Party, which would be all these various socialists throughout the world, whether it's Canada, whether it's England, okay? And, oh, we're going to jump all over England later because this is the 803rd anniversary of the Magna Carta, okay? 
The Magna Carta. England is the land of the Magna Carta. 803 years ago, the year 1215, and look at them now. You can stick a fork in them. They are so done. Okay? But it's on Father's Day, what is our role? Okay? What is our self-perception? Do we perceive ourselves as men? Do we perceive ourselves as the six Ps? Okay? The prophet, the pastor, the priest, the provider, the protector the pursuer. Do you see yourself as that? Well, if you don't see yourself as that, how in the world are you going to follow what the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 says to impress this on your children? You got to own it yourself before you can impress it on your children. You've got to receive the baton before you can pass the baton. You've got to run your leg of the race before you can enable your children and your grandchildren to run their leg of the race. So this is this is Father's Day. Oh, oh! You thought it was just gonna be we gonna uh, balloons and and cake and punch? Is that is that what you thought? I mean, this is the really real deal after all. <laughs> anyway, the phone number. Look, we have a guest coming on at uh, at ten thirty. Now we have a very few minutes. I would love to entertain just a, a phone call or two, uh, whether it's someone on Facebook viewing us from across the country. Uh, or even across the world. I mean, we had callers from Australia and and, uh, South Sudan uh, just two weeks ago. But um, 804-454-1366 is the number. We're going to take a quick break. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. And the cat's in the cradle and the shoes full. Little boy blue and the man. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. I said, not today, I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay, and 
smile never dimmed it. I'm gonna be like him, yeah. You know I'm gonna be like him. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. We'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal, a Father's Day special. And uh, we're talking about Father's Day, the number, 804-454-1366. And, uh, you know, talking a little bit about uh, what the Lord expects. Uh, Again, another Bible verse here, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. That's from the book of Proverbs. And, uh, you know, so much wisdom there. And, uh, and, and again, uh, we want to honor not just our own personal fathers and our own personal grandfathers, uh, but our father figures. And, uh, and as I've shared here today and I've shared many times over the years that I've been so blessed with uh, so many uh, godly, righteous men uh, in my life, they've been a blessing to me. And, uh, and, and again, my prayer is that there are young people out there, uh, that perhaps, uh, they don't have their own father the way I did not have my own father. And, uh, and my prayer is that I live my life in a manner, uh, befitting, uh, being a father figure to others. And I would highly encourage us all, uh, to understand that, uh, there are a lot of eyes watching us. Okay, a lot of eyes, uh, particularly a lot of young eyes. And uh, so you may not know it, but you may be a father figure, whether that's good or bad. Okay, you're setting an example now, whether that's a good example or a bad example. You know, you know, take the um, the politics of the state of Virginia, for example. You know, here we are. I'm a um, Generation X guy and. We just had uh, one of my generation win, uh, Corey Stewart. Uh, Corey is a Gen Xer. Corey is 49 years old, okay? Um, the baby boomers control, have, have been in control of Virginia politics since George Allen, okay? The last governor of Virginia that was not a baby boomer was Doug Wilder. Doug Wilder is a member of the silent generation. And so George Allen, and you go right on uh, through uh, they've been all uh, baby boomers, and both senators are baby boomers, okay? And so here you have, uh, you know, Ken Cuccinelli, he's my generation. Uh, he, he, he won the nomination uh, for governor, and uh, that was for, for that, yeah, for governor. And now we have Corey won it for Senate. And so two, two um, Gen X guys and we, we're going to take a break. And look, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get back on this uh, for time constraints. We're going to take a break now and we're going to have our guests. But I'm going to get back on this. We'll be right back. Well, he came from college just the other day. So much like a man I just had to say. Son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we are so blessed and honored, folks. Uh, we have a uh, another uh, fantastic guest, Dr. Meg Meeker, whom we've been blessed to have before. Uh, Dr. Meeker has written several books. And as a matter of fact, last year on Father's Day, uh, we were honored to have Dr. Meeker in her book about strong fathers and strong daughters. And so her book this year is You've Got This, Unlocking the hero dad within and uh and dr meg uh thank you so much for all you do um yeah, and you've been doing it for quite a while uh too i have you're welcome you know i really feel it's uh it's really more than a job it's, it's really a mission uh you know i practice pediatrics over 30 years and i've seen firsthand you know thousands of kids grow up and i know what works and what doesn't work and one of the things that kids really need in their lives is an engaged dad so yes. really what i'm trying to do is just sort of give dads a, a playbook if you will and a lot of encouragement because they don't get much encouragement anywhere isn't that the truth and it's so great that this comes from a woman because you know these feminazis today they they act like just being a just being a male like there's um you know testosterone is somehow poisonous <laughs> oh you bet i mean there really there's an anti-male anti-dad sort of um fervor out there that i think mm-hmm. is building in momentum and and you know, it, it not only hurts men, but it really hurts children because I think that men get the message from many places that they're really not important. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they don't really need to be around for their kids. It's all about mom, and nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, and yeah. you know, kids will tell you that, but I, I think a lot of dads just don't really get how critically important they are. Yeah, they are. They really are. And now we know how this impacts boys because there is not only is there a war on men, there's a war on boys because I think these feminazis and the people that want to destroy the West realize that it's easier to destroy a man before he matures into a man, i.e., you know, go after the boy and tell him it's okay to put a dress on or to explore his feelings and all this type of stuff. And uh, but now, how does this affect? You know, does it have a similar effect on daughters who they see this? And so, you know, traditionally, a girl would grow up to want to marry a man like her father. Yes. Is there a change uh, with uh, this uh, this attack and how successful it's been? And and I think a part of the success is that men are being magnanimous and trying to bend over backwards to please women. 
Well, I think that it's had a definite effect on girls, and I'll tell you what happens, because you're absolutely right, it's had a profound effect on young men and boys, and as a mother of a grown son, I've been acutely aware of what the pressures are uh, towards, you know, young men. But as far as daughters go, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're taught from their early years on that, you know, you can be everything to all people, you can raise a child on your own, you can be the, the breadwinner, um, you can be the soccer mom, you can be everything. And the truth of the matter is it sets women up for misery and failure because you can't be two or three people in one. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is I think that they there's this sense women get, that young girls get, that men are not good people. They're not to be trusted. I think yes. that the Me Too movement's been hijacked. Mm-hmm. And, and now it spreads you. You know, there really aren't any decent guys out there, so just don't like any of them. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, 85% of the guys out there are good guys, really mm-hmm. good guys, but we don't hear about that. We hear about the villains, and I think that it really sets girls up to feel they can't trust men and boys that guys shouldn't be men they shouldn't grow up and want to feel sort of protected by their dads which is what every daughter craves i mean they they just do mm-hmm. but then they're told no you shouldn't want that you shouldn't like that um and so women grow up and be are very very confused when it comes time to date and get married yeah yeah and now Another thing, too, is that in in media, this this um, caricature of men uh, that's been put out here, uh, what I would like to know is, I mean, you have guys like me, obviously, that fight back, but why do most men just accept this? I mean, every commercial, you have the smart wife, and the, even nowadays, it's the smart kid and the doofus dad. Right. Now, why, oh, do, yeah. why do men not reject this i mean it used to be that a commercial you'd have a strong smart man would come on and once he put his stamp of approval on the product then the public would think okay it's almost like well if dad thinks it's a good car then yeah i should that's the car i should buy yes exactly well boy that you know that's a complicated issue but why do men not fight back you know it's interesting a good friend of mine is roland warren and he <clears throat> ran the fatherhood um, National Fatherhood Foundation or Institute for many, many, many years. And he said he's concerned about just an enormous backlash because there's only so long that strong men are going to put up with us and take it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, honestly, a lot of good guys just don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get out there, and it's too bad because there are men out there fighting, but I think for a lot of the wrong causes. But the good guys who want, who really need to give pushback and go, no, that's not okay, um, are really hesitant to do that. But remember, this has been 20, 30 years in the, in the making. Yes. So I think a lot of the younger dads are kind of duped into believing, if I just sort of stay in the background and I don't open my mouth and I don't say anything, um, and I allow my, you know, my wife to just do what she needs to do with the family, and I just kind of go along, then life, then all will go well. Yeah. But it doesn't go well. Yeah, happy wife, happy life uh, mentality. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and I think that men end up feeling so put down and so demeaned, and they feel kind of like throwaways. And I think that's a horrible 
horrible situation for men to be in. They do fight, but they don't fight back where they're supposed to. They mm-hmm. kind of go off the rails drinking, or these young boys, you know, join gangs, or they, they do all these things that are so bad for them, but they don't really put the energy into saying, you know what, mm-hmm. this is not okay. Yeah. It's not okay for me to put down. It's not okay for me as a dad to be shown as, as an, portrayed as an idiot in movies and sitcoms. And, yeah. and so I, I think men will push back, but I'm concerned it's not going to be soon enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it takes, you know, elderly men, elders, to take the lead in this because, as you accurately point out, this has been going on for so long that a lot of the young men, this is all they know. The the young men do not know a time when the male in a TV commercial was not the doofus and and the wife and the children smarter than him. They they don't know a time like that. And so, you know, how you you take a young man that does not know that, how do you, you know, other than elders speaking up you know, how does it happen? Well, they don't know. And, and you're absolutely right, because we've got a generation of men now who grew up without fathers and just mothers. And as I, 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 I don't know if you know where, but I, I do some work with the NFL. And the reason I was recruited is because many of these young men want to be really good dads. They literally don't know how because they didn't see a dad. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard for a boy to turn into a man if he doesn't see a man, receive the love of a man. So now we have a generation of young men who all they know is growing up with a mom. And a lot of these moms did a really great job. I'm not saying that. I know. know, My mom is one who did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they do a great job. But the problem is, you know, these young men start off fatherhood 10 steps behind because they literally don't know what to say. They don't know how to Mm -hmm. act. They don't know how to love. They don't know how to engage. And it's really too bad. So I think that you get in this sort of vicious cycle of men trying to parent out of a real sense of, I really don't know how to do this. And that's mm-hmm. what, in my book, You've Got This, yes. Unlocking the Hero Within, my message to men is, you know, even if you grew up without a dad, guess what? There is success inside of you. God equipped you to be the dad that he wants you to be. And so what it really is all about is letting that great dad out. Not overhauling your personality. You've got it. You really do. So you need to believe in yourself, step into that great role, engage. And here's the best news of all. You don't need to be a perfect dad. You just need to get the big stuff right. Get a handful mm-hmm. of the big stuff right. That's all your kids want. They don't want your stuff. They don't need you to provide a lot of experiences in soccer camp and football camp and on mm-hmm. dance lessons. They just want you, and yeah. any dad can give that to their kids. Yeah, yeah, and if you're just joining us, folks, this is Dr. Meg Meeker, and we've uh, been so honored and blessed. This is, I think, our second or third time we've uh, had the privilege of having you on, Dr. Meeker, and I'm glad you reminded me. I remember the last interview. Yeah, you did. You do work with the NFL, so, I mean, this this lady is the really real deal, folks. I mean, a 30-year pediatrician works with the NFL uh, to help fathers. I mean, you know your stuff. Now, you you write in your book that, you know, one of the things that men have confusion with is the law versus grace, which that's, you know, that's biblical. You have those two sides of, of even two sides of God's nature. So how yeah. do you, how for those that did not have the father, and so all maybe all they know is the grace side, 
How do you make them know that it's okay to do both and when to do which one? Well, I think that men have an intuitive sense when they're parenting their kids that, wait a minute, that's not okay and this is okay. So in other words, they have that sense of right and wrong and the law in them to tell their kids, if you have a 16-year-old daughter, um, I don't really want you going to school dressed like that. But what happens is they don't act on that. They mm-hmm. act on too much permissiveness going, well, I don't want to make her mom mad, or I don't want to make her mad, or she'll hate me. Or I don't. So they fail to really engage in doing what they know they want to do and setting down good rules, because often their rules are not mom's rules. And they feel overridden by mom because they don't want to, as I said, rock the boat. So I I, I think that, you know, it's amazing. Kids love rules. They love boundaries. They expect them from their father. Mm -hmm. And if if a father sort of lays them down and says, here's how I expect you to behave. Here are the rules in our house and for you. And now I expect you to, 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 to abide by those. But guess what? There's a whole lot of time we're just going to go and have fun together. So you balance out the law and sort of saying, this is what I expect, with the grace like, okay, you know, we had a rough day yesterday, and I had to come down hard on you this, but let's go out for breakfast tomorrow morning, and mm-hmm. let's, just, let's just enjoy each other. Kids are so, they want that balance so much. Mm-hmm. And men can get there, but I, I find they need to act on their instincts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, really a great read, guys. You guys, you really have to get this book, and uh, you've got this. And matter of fact, uh, hey, some of the elders, you, you have, um, you know, a, a young father. Uh, buy it as a gift for him, okay? And uh, tell, <laughs> yeah, seriously, tell tell folks uh, how to how to reach you. Uh, some of your other books, how to get this book, uh, your websites. Great. Uh, I have a website, megmeekermd.com, and I also have a really popular podcast, and I interview some of the NFL guys, which is awesome. It's called Parenting Great Kids. A lot of encouragement there for dads, for moms, um, and just a lot more of what we're talking about here today. I go into a lot of detail um, in my podcast, Meg Meeker MD, and then Parenting Great Kids. That is so great, and we're going to be sure to put a link to your podcast on our website, The Really Real Deal, and a link so folks can buy the book. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, and listen, folks, you got to buy two, okay? <laughs> One as a gift for someone. We all know someone that could use it. Uh, God bless you for all that you do, ma'am, and uh, you just, we just, uh, it's, it's such an honor to have you on, especially to have you on a second time, and we're looking very much forward to your next book. You have, now, do you have another book in the hopper already? I do. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book on raising strong girls, which is going to be very different from what people expect, because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean man bashing or Good. dad bashing. Yeah, and so, yeah, what's a privilege to be on. Uh, God bless you for doing what you're doing. Keep doing it, and happy Father's Day to every dad listening. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. All right, bye now. Well, all right, folks, that was really, really fantastic. We're going to have that up on the website soon, and you'll be able to go right there uh, and get this book. And, and again, you got to buy two. You know, you got to buy one for yourself and one to give away. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to have about 10 minutes to the top of the hour news. We would love to take your phone calls. The number here, 804-454-1366. 
804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, that really was a very, very nice interview with Dr. Uh, Meg Meeker. Uh, I just love her and uh, her writings, and uh, she's been at this for so long and uh and we would love to talk to you out there on this very very special father's day the number of course 804-454-1366-804-454-1366 and uh and you know i opened up uh with a, a little bit about uh father's day and uh we we have a caller on oh okay so uh let's let's bring mike on Mike, hey, what's on your mind? Hey, listen, the first thing I want to ask you, I heard an ad yesterday that they were playing the ad, but the, the election was, the primary election was Tuesday. Uh-huh. It was from E.W. Uh, uh, Jackson, and he claimed somebody, I didn't know who he was talking about, who they were talking about, that somebody uh, voted against, or was uh, against churches being built or something, but was in favor of, of a mosque being built. Oh, do you know who he was talking about? Yeah, I do. But you know, the the primary he was he was he was talking about Corey Stewart. You know, the, okay. the primary well, and what has happened, Mike and uh, and folks. I, I I got this wrong. This is not Mike. 
This is Big Mike. Oh, hey. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, Mike. And uh, you have a, you know, you could do radio. You have a great radio voice. Okay. Oh, I do. Well, I yeah, appreciate and, that. and you speak with passion and conviction. I think that's kind of the key. You know uh, what? What? You only say it because it's true. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry but to um, what uh, and I've heard a few of the uh, ads that are from some other candidates. I think what has happened they have made a ad purchase, maybe they purchased in a in a block and they, they made the purchase late and the the person that has that program has to play all those ads in in order to justify right. the fee. And well, uh, I know now you won't. notice on on my program, Mike, there was not a single ad. Okay. Well, that's good. And and I know you said you you were going to uh, be behind the person who won. Exactly. Now, I know we're getting up close to the news hour. What I want to say, I was a little bit upset yesterday li- li- uh, listening to the Lee brothers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're already bad mouthing Corey Stewart. They had somebody associated with the Republican Party bad mouthing Corey Stewart, claiming that that's going to be the end of the Republican Party in the state of. Virginia. Well, it's already just about been ended because yes. of their own stupidity. You, you know, know, Mike, and see, one of my talking points today is is this, that here it is, it's Father's Day, and Corey Stewart is my generation. He's a Gen Xer. Uh, Ken Cuccinelli, a Gen Xer. Ted Cruz, a Gen Xer. Now, what do, what do they have in common? Even even I have this in common with them. We're, we're tough. We're hard-nosed, and we speak the truth, okay? And we don't worry about the truth is going to offend someone. Because, Mike, doesn't truth always offend? You you can't speak truth and not offend someone. And what the grand old Republicans uh, want to do is not offend anyone. And, see, they don't get it. This is why Trump is president and not little itty-bitty Jeb Bush. You know, Jeb Bush had to bring his mama to fight for him. He's a little wuss. Okay, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and Trump is a man. He's a man's man. Now Trump's not perfect, but last time I checked, Mike, God didn't make any of them other than His Son Jesus Christ. Well, he made uh, one, and He true. broke the mold. Uh, and also, you this business of a Virginia gentleman when you can't be a Virginia right. gentleman and effectively deal with the left. That's right. And I believe one of the reasons Cuccinelli was not elected because Bill Bowling, who's one of those uh, blueberry toters, yes, uh, uh, did. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was upset over how Cuccinelli got to be, uh, you know. Yeah, he was entitled. He, he was upset, and he had a bunch of buddies over there. You know, they also the, the right. good old boys network. Ray Allen and. Um uh, John Warner, Bill Bowling, all these guys supported Terry McAuliffe. You yeah. know, and see, and this is what happens, Mike, when when a low-fat Republican or one of these uh, celery and tofu Republicans, you know, yeah. they hate guys like us. We're the steak and onion Republicans. They hate us, Mike, because, you know, when a real man walks into the room, everybody knows, hey, that's a man, okay? And when a little sissy man is there, they feel offended that you have the nerve to speak truth to power without regard to offending anyone. But 90% of these people you offend, Mike, they're going to vote Democrat anyway. So you're wasting your time trying to appeal to the media 
and to people that are very active in politics because those people are not going to change. If you're going to, if you're an active Democrat, you're yeah. going to stay Democrat. If you're an active Republican, you're going to stay Republican. If you're yeah. an active low-fat Republican, you're going to stay low-fat. Yeah. But this is what happens, Mike, when you fail to fight hard without regard to offending people that are in the business. Then of offending us. Well, but this is but this is the key. You know, I don't mind. You can offend me all day. Just don't call me late for dinner. You can call me anything else. But this is what happens, Mike. The person that's a casual observer, they don't get the benefit of that hard truth that maybe they need to hear. And that's the person you can swing to your side, even if they're a Democrat, because there are a lot of Democrats that have calluses on their hands and work boots on their feet that do not benefit from all this Democrat garbage. They don't like that bumper sticker on their car that uh-huh. says, I love my grand dog. They uh-huh. would rather have a bumper sticker, Mike, that says, I love my grandchild. Yeah, but yeah. they don't have grandchildren. They have a grand dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that person, they're voting Democrat. Why? Because Republicans won't speak the truth because they're scared they're going to offend the media. Well, no matter what they do, they, the, the opposition is going to, you know, uh, claim that they did something wrong. Exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. you might as well tell the truth, right? Yeah, right. And another <laughs> thing I want you to know is when I have a tall salad, I almost have a whole on- onion inside of it. I cut it up and I throw it in there with all those green and yellow and red peppers and all kinds of colorful stuff. My but man. I want you to know... Uh, not only do I tote the onion, I eat it too. <laughs> okay. God bless you and happy Thank Father's you. God Day, bless brother. You too. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. That was a great way to end the first hour. We will be right back. can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John Just as I am without one plea But that thy blood was shed for me And that thou bidst me come to thee O Lamb of God, I come I come.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. And uh, to all the fathers out there uh, listening, uh, hey, we want to say uh, we pray that you guys have a very, very blessed uh, Father's Day and uh, and really more importantly that uh, the people that look to you as a father, as a grandfather, as an uncle, as a, you know maybe a, a big brother uh, or as a father figure, if you're, you're a coach, you're a neighborhood police officer, okay, uh, whatever it is you may be, you never, never know. Uh, there may be some fatherless uh, person out there, and I know this from experience because that was me. Uh, looking and searching, you know, not having my own father, but uh, and not really understanding that I had a heavenly father, which I, I understand that now. But in order to have a relationship with your heavenly father, uh, a young person needs to have a relationship with an earthly father. OK, uh, you know, Jesus had a heavenly father and Jesus also had Joseph the carpenter. And so. We, uh, as individuals, we need that too, okay? And there are young people out here uh, that need that. And, um, you know, I'm just, uh, in, 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 in honoring Father's Day, uh, we're kind of doing a double, um, the two sides of it. Uh, the areas where, from my perspective, our elders are, are missing it, okay? And simultaneously, there's a part of this program where many, many, because you can't paint folks with a broad brush, even on a holiday, okay? You can't paint folks with a broad brush. Uh, they're going to be sometimes even the same person, the same individual, sometimes they're going to knock it out of the park, and sometimes they're going to strike out, okay? And so, and as a matter of fact, the two kind of go hand in hand because uh, throughout, uh, you know, as far as baseball anyway, uh, those that swing for the fences real hard, they, they do two things. They hit a lot of home runs and they strike out a lot, okay, more so than the guy that never swings real hard. All, he just wants to get on base. And there's a place in life for that uh, as well, that dependable guy that, you know, kind of just keeps his head down and gets it done. But then there's also, you know, it's, it, you know it, it, as, the, as the Bible says, there's a proper time and place to everything or to do everything. And um, so there's a time to critique. There's a time to give uh, lauding um, for a job well done. And so we kind of want to do both here. And I invite your participation. And, uh, you know, I think what a lot of times we want to do is on an individual basis, we want to heap praise on individuals and a lot of times when we're critiquing, I think a lot of times, I know this is one of the things I do. I don't like, um, although I did give a few names here this morning as in the political arena in my home state of uh, Virginia, uh, where I think that there are some there are some elders that, you know, that generation directly above me, the baby boom generation uh, is my generation, Generation X. Uh, we, we're seeking to assert ourselves um, because it, it is, in a sense, it's our turn, but just because it's your turn, uh, and I want my generation to understand this, it's, it's our turn, but it's only our turn according to the calendar, according to years. It's not our turn in, according to entitlement. 
Because remember now, we're Christians, we're conservatives, we're Republicans, we're constitutionalists, we're capitalists. We're people, we're supposed to be people that understand the reality of life, okay? We're not people that are under the delusion of the fairy tale that when it's our turn, the other guy's going to say, oh, you know what? You know, like the baby boomers, for instance, they go, well, you know what, Brother Craig, you, you're you right, Brother Craig, that, you know, you're a Gen Xer, Corey Stewart's a Gen Xer, Ken Cuccinelli's a Gen Xer, Ted Cruz a Gen Xer. You know, we should just kind of back down and let you guys have your turn. It's not going to happen like that. We have to take it from them. Okay? It's the law of the jungle in some things. All right? And so what we do expect though and this is on the 803rd anniversary of the magna carta and the magnificent charter is that's the magna carta in 1215 it was basically it set the stage for the rise of the christian west where everyone had to follow the rules everyone is subject to the law even the king okay everyone and so what that intimates is that there is a certain degree of fairness, a level playing field. And so within the confines of the rules of the game, we engage in contests to see who is going to take the prize, okay, to include who's going to have the right of leadership, okay, and who has the type of leadership that's good for the entire society. In a, uh, in a society where people are ruled by their consent, then – People have the right to say, well, hey, I, w- I want Corey Stewart. People have the right to say, I want Ken Cuccinelli or I want Ted Cruz. People have that right, okay? People also have the right to say, well, you know uh, Ken Cuccinelli, you know Ted Cruz, you know Corey Stewart, you know uh, Brother Craig, the hatchet man. You guys, you're, you're, you're still too young. You're not quite ready for prime time. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with these older guys. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, okay? These baby boomers, that they're not going to let power go, okay? For one thing, they're not really all that old, okay? They're just the next generation up. So they're still in their 50s and 60s and early 70s. Okay, so they they've got a lot of fight left in them. And so here we are, the Generation X crowd, and we are primarily in our 40s. Okay, some of us are in our 50s, you know, mid 50s, 40s and on down to late, late 30s. Okay, and so their 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 attitude is, uh, you know, they'd be real happy to just stay in power, block us out and maybe hand the baton to the next generation, the millennials, okay? Because remember now, I'm the only guy in in radio that talked about the uh, statewide election in Virginia in the, in the language of a generational contest. Um, I'm the only guy that talked about it, okay? But, of course, you know, I, I talk about intergenerational dynamics all the time because I think they are very, very important. Okay, because you you have four generational prototypes, you have four generational seasons to a cycle, and just like you have four seasons to a year, uh, weather-wise, the the and they repeat. You know, after winter is over, you have spring, and it's the same order, it's the same cycle, it never changes. Okay, and it's the same thing with these prototypes. You know, my generation is a 
prototypical. And see, one of the things I like about Corey Stewart, he is a prototypical Gen Xer, okay? He fits the mold, okay? Ted Cruz, another one, he is a prototypical uh, Gen Xer. He fits the mold. They Very tough, okay? Uh, Ken Cuccinelli, mm, you know, kind of fits the mold, but, you know, a little, little more um, trying to be, I think, more millennial, more get along, okay? And I think that's what derailed him. Uh, and, and, and also another thing that derailed him was the elders, okay? These elders that we look to to be what? Fair, okay? And again, in context of the 803rd anniversary of the Magna Carta, the Magnificent Charter, in, in the year 1215, okay, almost exactly 803 years ago, this is the inheritance that we have in growing up in the Christian West, the expectation. And I think it is a fair expectation that there would be an equal rule of law, that we have equality under law, okay, and that everyone follows the rules, even the king, even the king makers, even the rule makers. But there's that old saying, okay, who watches the watchers? Who is it that does that? Who watches the watchers? Okay. And that's my role. Okay. That's my role. The fourth estate, the media. And it's not just my role, it's the role of people like me, people in my business. We are the ones, we watch the watchers. Okay. The rule makers, those that set the guidelines for society. And so when they're failing on their job, whether they're an elder or whether they're, you know, my generation or whether they're a millennial, we, I'm the guy that has to speak up. And people like me, we are the ones that have to speak up. But quite often, what I think what has happened is the watchers have been bought off. And, it, and seeing this is very, very dangerous for society. Very, very dangerous. Okay, and people don't like the harsh tone of today's politics, the harsh tone of today's media. I mean, why not? You know, you talk about a harsh tone. Open your Bible. Okay, no, no, don't hand me that harsh tone stuff. You know, this the Bible is not a fairy tale. And so we who are watchers on the wall. We we, we can't spout fairy tales. We can't tell people what they want to hear. We have to tell people what is. One plus one equals two, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how much you want it to equal 11. It equals two, period. End of statement. It never did equal 11. It never will equal 11. Now, you will have people that will convince you if you don't have a solid foundation and if you don't really care about truth, then, hey, if you're a self-seeker, someone can trick you into thinking that it equals 11, but it does not. And so, and it boils down to truth. Who is going to be the speaker of truth? Another little jewel from the Bible. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. And this is the important part, folks. And do not resent his rebuke. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father disciplines the son he delights in.
And so we, we don't like discipline because we lack discipline. And so when discipline comes, even if it's a guy like me, and all, look, I have no control over anyone's life. All I am is a guy on the radio talking, okay? That's it, okay? That is all I'm doing, okay? And there are people that don't like it, okay? I mean, last week, whoo. Um, and by the way, speaking of last week, uh, congratulations to, uh, to Corey Stewart. And, uh, and, and in the 4th Congressional District, congratulations to, to Ryan McAdams. And, um, but, it, you know, for a while, it got a little ugly last week, okay? Because people don't want truth, okay? And so now you have um, a contest occurred. And, you know, my generation, Generation X, representing, represented by Corey Stewart, uh, here he is trying to take, the baton of power away from a baby boomer, away from the opposition party, the Democrat Party. And, you know, in the Democrat Party, uh, they are the, the demonic party. They are the destruction party. They are the death party. They are the despair party. They are the divisive party. They are the devolution party. And it's a shame, folks that the Republican Party cannot unite. And these, and, and it's primarily, it's, I have to say this, it's the elders. And I say that with all due respect here on Father's Day. And my prayer is that there are some elders out there that are listening to the sound of my voice. That And, and perhaps some are like maybe older than the baby boomers, okay, which would be above like 77 on up, okay, that's the silent generation. Prayerfully, there's some, you know, really, really elders that could come in and kind of help settle this dispute that we're having between the baby boomers and my generation, Generation X. And, and maybe, you know, lend some support or at a minimum, make sure that it's a fair fight. Okay. Because quite often, honestly, folks, it's really not a fair fight. Okay. And the whole idea of the Magna Carta is equality under law, that there are rules and everyone follows the rules. And, and you know, whoever wins, that's who wins, you know. So anyway, let me give the number out again. I'm being a little long winded here. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. If you'd like to chat about that, uh, the, the elections or the generations here we have you know, our elders, I've started out the program giving, heaping praises on my elders for <laughs> for the things I've learned uh, from uh, so many of them uh, over the years. And I've been so honored and blessed to have so many of them as guests uh, here on this program and have worked with so many of them in, in various endeavors. And it's just been a delight, uh, you know, over these last 20 something odd years to work with these uh, fine men and women to learn from them. And, um, you know, and then there, of course, there comes a day when you learn so much from your elder uh, that, you know, that old saying that the master will tell you one day, I have nothing further to teach you. And at that point, when your elder, whether they say it or not, but it's nice when they say it, they will say, I have nothing further to teach you, which means you yourself have become a master. And now the, a baton has been passed to you and it's in your hand and it's up to you to run your leg of the race. 
because then the generation beneath you, they're looking to you for wisdom. They're looking to you for guidance. They're looking to you to be an exemplar. And so, and this is the way it goes, and it it cannot be broken. It cannot be broken. And almost every, let's just take presidential uh, politics, almost every generation in American history has uh, had an opportunity to have one of its members as president, with the single exception of the silent generation. And that's the silent generation are would be right between the baby boomers and the uh, GI World War II generation. That's the silent generation. World War II generation went off and won World War II. The silent generation were their younger brothers and nephews and whatnot that were not old enough to go to war, but are old enough to remember the war. Okay. And so, and it's that gen, that's the only generation. They only have two opportunities to win the presidency. And I think that was Dukakis. Uh, ran and John McCain ran, okay, and both of them lost. But uh, every other generation in American history has had at least one of its members. Now, the GI generation, uh, I think they had five or six presidents. They were in there for a very, very long time, okay. But um, anyway, I'm a little long on this segment, folks. I'm going to give you the number one more time. We're going to take a quick break, and I want you to listen to this break because this is how, um, you know, every now and then, you know, someone says, hey, the hatchet man's doing a great job. I want to help in this effort. I want to be a watchman on the wall and stand right there beside the hatchet man. You can do that. You can help me. You can stand with me. You can stand beside me. You can actually stand in front of me with your checkbook, okay, or your credit card. And um, our website is thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. And on every page of that website, there's a great big red a donate button. Freedom isn't free, okay? It really isn't, okay? So um, we're going to take a quick break. The number, if you'd like to call, is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Back when I was a child Before life removed all the innocence, my father would lift me high and dance with my mother and me and then spin me around till I fell asleep. Then up the stairs he would carry me and I knew for sure I was loved If I could get Another chance Another Hello Virginia Brother Craig here With a little message about giving Out of the abundance that God has blessed you with If this great nation is going to be saved Then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. 
Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. How I'd love, love, love to dance with my father Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, and again, I invite you all to check our website out, thereallyrealdeal.com. And uh, if you would like to support this program, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, maybe many of you have noticed uh, there are there are no uh, commercial ads here. It's not that we don't welcome commercial ads. Um, you know, uh, it's just a, a, a thing about uh, programs that have high Christian content uh, the way we attempt to do here. And I, and I say attempt uh, to do so in all humility. Um, you know, this is the Lord's program, and uh, you're, I am your humble servant. I'm the Lord's humble servant, and I stand here uh, behind this microphone like a watcher on the wall. And um, last time I checked the book of Isaiah, uh, those that uh, mention the name of the Lord are commanded to be watchmen on the wall. When I read that, I don't take it as a suggestion. I take it as a command. And so that's what I do. I'm commanded to do this. I'm on the wall and on the wall, I will stay. And so now if you'd like to be on the wall, uh, you, you can't stand here, um, with me behind the microphone or you can't stand with me when I'm doing hours of research or when Mrs. Hatchet is uh, setting up all the wonderful, fantastic guests uh, that we've had over the years. Uh, Cause you know, she's standing on the wall with me, but you can stand uh, with your financial support. And um, of course your prayers mean a lot. Your, your phone calls mean a lot, but you know, your financial support, really really keeps us on the air and so when uh, you know when the listeners don't do it hey the lord provides and uh we have our ways of making sure we get it done anyway bottom of the hour news break coming up on the other side we'd love to chat with you 804-454-1366 804-454-1366 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Oh, I love that song. Does that make me crazy? I don't know. Maybe I am crazy. <laughs> and look, there's some folks that do say I just know too much. <laughs> but that is a funny song, um, Gnarls Barkley. What a what a really cool name. I know that's not, that can't be his real name, but um uh, that is a funny song. I really like it. And, uh, hey, our final 30 minutes of today's program, honoring our fathers. And not not only honoring our fathers, we sharing a little bit about, you know, what I've been uh, blessed to learn from my elders. But also, you know, chatting some of my elders uh, at, at the same time. Uh, you know, there's so many things that are going on uh, in the world today that really should not be going on. And uh, my our fantastic guest that we had in the uh, at the bottom of our first hour, Dr. Meg Meeker, uh, you know, she alluded to this, you know, the fact that so many men want to, uh, you know, they're so browbeat so often. And, uh, and and by the way, the number here, if you'd like to call in, is 804-454-1366. Now, if you're up on Facebook, the, the number is right there uh, written out for you to see, 804. And we, by the way, I would... And, and I'm looking at the screen, and I see uh, a lot of people on Facebook, and I know some folks like to just watch, and uh, and some folks like to just listen, okay? But if uh, one of you watches, and I, I'm not good enough on social media to type and talk at the same time, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm old school, okay? And, and when I do type, I type with two fingers, hunt and peck, okay? I, I just can't do it, okay? But, um, but if one of you all would like to call in and, and, and participate uh, in the program that way, and I appreciate you being there on Facebook, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I love you guys, uh, but if you'd like to call and, uh, and, and chat live on air, the number is 804 804- Four five four one three six six eight zero four four five four one three six six. But back to what I was sharing about uh, you know our elders and you know the things that are going on in this uh, inter intergenerational battle that we're in the midst of. And again, you know, it, it seems like I'm always the only guy. I mean, and I don't, folks. I don't mean to to boast. I mean, it's kind of I don't know. It's hard. It's it's a funny thing. You know, we're taught to be humble and I. But, you know, I'm in radio, so it's like, okay, if I don't toot my own horn, who will? Okay. But um, so, you know, forgive me. You know, I have to do a little horn tooting uh, from time to time. But um, and it's really, you know, it's a blessing. I mean, the things I share, uh, you know, as I alluded to in my opening to today's program, I'm really just running my leg of the race. I have a baton in my hand. I did not put it in my hand. But you better you better believe me when I say I'm going to carry this bad boy. OK, I'm going to hold on tight to it. I'm not going to fumble it. You know, I don't care if this uh, my leg of the race was like football. I'm not you know, you can hit me as hard as you want. I am not coughing up the ball. I'm not going to lay down. You got to drag me down. OK, I am going to run this leg of the race. And I highly encourage you all out there uh, to run your leg of the race. I mean, listen to this. Check this out. Deuteronomy. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord, your God, who is going before you, will fight for you, as he did in Egypt, before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord, your God, carried you as a father carries his son. 
all the way you went until you reached this place. And so wherever you are in life, the Lord brought you there. He's brought you through some things. And you're only supposed to fear the Lord. You're not supposed to fear your opponents. And there's just just too much fear out here, folks. There's too much fear. And I say this with all due respect to, um, you know, to my elders, with all due respect, okay? Here we have, you know, my generation has broken through, and and I'm just speaking of the Virginia um, primary now. Uh, This is the second time my generation has broken through after years and years and years of baby boomers uh, being at the pinnacle of power. Um, with for the governor's race five years ago, uh, Ken Cuccinelli's my generational cohort broke through. The elders would not support him. Okay, they would not donate money. Many of them openly and very vocally endorsed others. Will Sessions down in Virginia Beach, um, Bill Bowling. I mean, you just that you know, uh, former Senator John Warner. It's it's really it's pathetic. And so when they say that, oh, we don't like Corey Stewart because, you know, Corey can't control his mouth. That's, that's ridiculous. Did Ken Cuccinelli have trouble uh, saying any, anything that, with, that you disagree with? No. Ken is just like Corey. And the two of them, they're just like Ted Cruz, okay? They're truth tellers. And that's what you don't like. You don't want truth being told. What you want is to maintain your grip on power irregardless to the truth. And the simple fact of the matter is let's do an analysis of on these years that you all, the baby boomers, have been in power. What has happened to this nation, okay? You go from the 90s, okay, because back in the 90s, the first baby boomer governor of Virginia, that was George Allen, okay? Uh, He came in right after um, uh, Doug Wilder. Doug Wilder was a member of the previous generation prior to the baby boomers, which was called the silent generation. That they, they're the guys right between the World War II generation and the baby boom generation. And so ever since George Allen, it's just been nothing but baby boomers ever since, okay? And even the senators, the same. So governor and senators, all baby boomers. So on your generational watch, what has happened? Have, have good things happened? I mean, on your watch, boys don't know how to be a boy. Girls don't know how to be a girl. And you have uh, now boys want to put a wig on and run in the girls' race. And they win all the trophies. The girls can't win. And the boys think that's okay. Somewhere along the line, there's been a void in leadership, I think. Okay? You look at uh, equality under the law, okay? here on, And that's a big thing here on the anniversary of the Magna Carta where – uh, in twelve in the year twelve fifteen eight hundred and three years ago, the king. Now he was forced to do this because King John did not want to do this, but the nobles they made him do it. Okay, that everyone had to follow the same rules, even the king had to follow. And so, what's happened to that principle? Equality. I mean, even if you go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and you look at the seven C's of a successful society. Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, confrontation with evil. 
Do I have to read that one? Well, I'm not reading it. I'm citing it from memory. But do I have to say that one again? Confrontation with evil? You know, it's like I have to write everything in crayon sometimes. And then the seventh of those seven principles or the seven C's of a successful society, consistency in application of law. And that goes back to the Magna Carta. Well, actually, it goes back to the Bible. But as far as being codified into law where you had the Christian West was beginning to, at the top level, comport itself with the, the, the biblical way of doing things, that's, that's the year 1215. That's the Magna Carta. And without the Magna Carta, you do not have a United States Constitution. As a matter of fact, without Jesus Christ, without the Bible, you do not have the Magna Carta. And therefore, without the Bible, you do not have a Christian West. You do not have a Constitution. And this is why the seven C's, they start with Christian faith and they end with consistency and application of law. So let's analyze what has happened to consistency in application of law while you baby boomers have been in power and, and all this hate that you heap on my generation. Again, not all of you. I know that I have many, many uh, fans who are baby boomers, and there are many baby boomers who believe in fairness, and there are many baby boomers who support Corey Stewart and who did support uh, Ken Cuccinelli and who love Ted Cruz. I, I get it. But as a generation, you are in the minority in your generation. And so I'm speaking to those of you who just don't get it or just you're so much in your flesh that you just can't let power go because it's the right thing to do. It's me, me, me. It's all about you. And so at some point, you know, you guys are like a boxer that stayed in the ring too long, and you end, he ends up punch drunk. You know, like Muhammad Ali, he should have retired years before he did. There was no reason why a man of the next generation uh, had to pummel him to death almost and, and begging the referee to stop the fight. There was no reason for that other than Muhammad Ali was a man of the flesh, not a man of the spirit. And he couldn't let go of power. And so this is a common problem in life. The flesh versus the spirit. Very, I mean, we all have to fight that battle. And at some point in our lives, and this is in every human life, every single one, there's some point when we're on the wrong side of that equation. And the key to a successful life is when you're on the wrong side of that equation, learn from it and then comport yourself with the requirements of living a godly life and make a change. OK. And so I'm not up on my high horse. I'm not up high looking low. Just I'm being real as one human being to another, as one Christian to another, as one brother to another and as, as one Republican to another. You know, you I mean, how do you how do you low fat Republicans feel when you hear me call you a low fat Republican? How do you feel when you hear me call you a, a tofu and celery eating Republican and you're not an onion toter? I wonder how did Ed Gillespie feel when he read? I know he read the article, the article I wrote uh, a year ago uh, supporting Corey Stewart and calling Corey the onion toter and that uh, 
he was the steak and onion guy and Ed Gillespie was the blueberry tart. I wonder how did Ed feel how did people that read that that supported Ed and that don't like Corey, how did they feel? You know, how do these these how these elders that hear the sound of my voice, that hear my analysis of the intergenerational dynamics that, and I'm speaking as the next generation coming up. I'm the guy that I've been watching you all my life, learning from you. All that I am is because of people like you. You know, the teachers that taught me when I was a student at Charles City High. Now, I can't, I can't get invited to my high school to give a speech, nor my college, VCU. I can't go there. But, yeah, I, you taught me. You did this. You know, my parents' generation, the church in which I was baptized. I sat there in those pews. I was baptized 40 years ago, and I sat there. I learned from you. You're the elder. I'm the younger. You're supposed to be saying this to me. I'm not supposed to have to say this to you. But this is where we are in life. And so how, how, do, how do these people feel? You know, is there any comeback? I mean, is, it, is, it, is there any sense that, okay, you young guys got it wrong and we have it right? In spite of, like I said, you look at just rule of law since the baby boomers have been in power. Look at how it is devolved, okay? Bob McDonald almost went to prison over a man bought his wife some shoes and some dresses, let him drive his car, let him spend a weekend at his mansion, okay, made him a $20,000 loan at 5% interest. And I think I forget what the other loan was, but it was also at 5% interest. A loan is something you repay, okay? $160,000. Now, I could see if it was $160,000 in $20 bills in a brown paper bag, yeah, I, I get that, okay? That's criminality. But, folks, this is not equality under law. It's not. When you look at the Democrats, okay, and, and again, I fought Republicans because, again, on your watch. These are the elders. This happened on your watch, okay? In my generation, we are inheriting this from you, and it's up to us to clean this mess up. And people are saying, oh, don't back Corey Stewart because it's the end of the Republican Party. It's already the end of it if you don't back Corey Stewart because you did this to Ken Cuccinelli, and now you're doing it again. And it's like your desire is that my generation would go away, and then the millennial generation, and then you'll skip us and hand the baton to them. That's out of order. The proper order is for the Generation X to have a turn, but my message to, uh, to we in the Generation X cohort, we have to take it, okay? They're not going to give it to us. They don't like us. And again, this is not a broad brush. This is a few key power, bro- a, a few key power brokers. But if someone does not say this, it does not enter into the conversation. And if it does not enter into the conversation, then it can't be discussed intelligently. 
and and perhaps if 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 there's a, a flaw in my analysis, it doesn't get fleshed out and get corrected because no one will talk about it. And so maybe there is a flaw. You know, my my analysis is usually spot on, but it's not always. I'm not perfect. But if no one will bring the will no, if no one will broach the subject, it it can't get discussed. And so we can't be we can't walk in fear. We have to discuss these things, folks. And this is how you arrive at improving people's lives, whether this is uh, areas uh, for the church, areas for the government, areas for the family, areas for the individual. You bring these things up, you discuss them intelligently, with integrity, with equality under law, and not you know someone that's in power now putting their thumb on the scale which is what the Magna Carta was all about, okay, that the rules apply to everyone, even the king, even the kingmakers, even the big media moguls. The rules apply to everyone. But if we who are under the rules will never complain, you know, what's that saying that uh, Frederick Douglass had? Power concedes nothing without a demand. Nothing. And so if we don't demand that the power brokers play fair, they won't play fair. If we just roll over and take it, they'll keep dishing it out. Rule of law, it's a joke. The Clintons, I mean, all this, this, this mess that they, you know, you, uh, I alluded to earlier what they tried to do to Bob McDonald, okay, and how they broke the man down. The money it cost him to defend himself. And you look at they're doing the same thing. Paul Manafort, General Flynn. General Flynn had to plead guilty to something minor that he was not guilty of. The FBI, they even said prior to his indictment that he was not guilty. They forced the man to plead guilty because they were breaking him financially. That's not equality under the law. This has happened on your watch, the elders that are running the show right now. There is no equality under law. Take two states, New Jersey and Virginia. And I've, I've shared this before. I'm going to share it again. If you were to Google scandal of New Jersey governor, you'll find traffic gate. This is some mess where Chris Christie supposedly blocked traffic and, and made people angry one day with a traffic jam. It, it'll take up five pages of Google before you ever get to anything about McGreevy, who was a homosexual that he kept secret from his wife, he could have gave the woman AIDS. And then you have to go several pages further before anything comes up about John Corzine, who you talk about $1.6 billion was missing from the fund he was managing. What, where is the equality under law? since this is the 803rd anniversary of the Magna Carta. Where is it? There is no equality. Let's talk about Trump. Where's the equality? The Clintons actually got $140 million in donations to the Clinton, uh, not 140000 like they had to gin up for um, poor Bob McDonald, $140 million. So the Democrats, they're dealing in billions, $1.6 billion with Corzine, 140 million with the Clintons. There was an actual exchange of 
20% of America's uranium capacity from American control to Russian control. Last time I checked, uranium is what you make nuclear weapons with. And, the, and you know, and where were our elders? Why did, why was I the only guy in media to talk about this? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the guys that just do the same old thing over and over and over again, the talking head thing, Democrat talking point versus Republican talking point. They will never, ever, ever say these people are wrong and they are evil and they know what they're doing. All they say day after day, week after week, is that they don't get it. Obama doesn't understand. Hillary doesn't understand. Bill Clinton doesn't understand. Terry McAuliffe doesn't understand. Governor Ralph Northam doesn't understand. Little Timothy Kane doesn't understand. Donald McEachin doesn't understand. Really? Really? Maybe we don't understand. Maybe we don't understand. You have to deal in truth. You, re- you just, you simply have to. You have to deal in truth. And I represent a generation that is dealing with, we have to clean the mess up that has occurred on the watch of a lot of our elders. And I know some of our elders are with us. I get that, okay? But unfortunately, those that are with us are in the minority, not the majority. And so it it falls to us to clean this mess up. I am praying that people will wake up and will support, you know, my generation, support Corey Stewart. You guys could not bring yourself to do it with Ken Cuccinelli. Please do not make the same mistake with Corey Stewart. Corey is a good man. He fights hard. And this is what we need. Donald Trump is president because he fought hard. And people want a fighter. And this is the only thing. Okay? You, you, you go back to, you know, again, on Father's Day. The father is the guy that has to be. He, he has to. In his, in his family, he has to be this. And so those men who are like the uh, watchmen on the wall who are the fathers of the community, you have to be like this, whether you want to or not. You have to take some self-analysis and ask yourself, am I acting like a prophet? Am I acting like a pastor or a priest? Am I a provider, a protector, a pursuer? What are you pursuing? What am I pursuing? Are you pursuing God's righteousness or are you pursuing your own vanity? Are you protecting, you know, the 60 million unborn babies that have been killed by a border side? Are you providing, are, are, you, are, you, are you providing a safe environment for our children in schools? Are you being prophetic? Can you see the future or can you only just Talk about what's happened already. And we're going to welcome Joe to the uh, program. Joe from Henrico. What's on your mind? Real quick, Joe, we got two minutes hey. left. Hey, Craig, how you doing, guy? I'm fantastic. You're pretty good from Trump, being able to tell the lies. Say Didn't that again? Fire? You're learning pretty good from Trump, being able to tell the lies. Didn't Trump fire Flynn for lying to the vice president? Isn't that what he did? Look, like I said, with... Flynn, 
I'm not saying Trump has uh, not made mistakes. He has. Okay. Hey. There, let me. You ask a question. You got to let me answer you. Okay. Uh, there I are some. Well, I do. Yes. Okay. Go don't don't go anywhere. I've, you got to let me answer you. We we only have uh, two minutes left in the program. But um, I, I'm going to say this: that there are people that Trump has not fired that he should fire. There are people that Trump did fire he should not have fired. There are people that Trump should never have hired in the first place, okay? And so I'm just going to have to let that be that, and I appreciate your call, okay? And One, uh, one quick question. Yeah. You're supporting a chief disciple of Satan. Oh, okay. Have a nice day, sir. Uh, okay. 804-454-1366 is the number. I just, I just don't have time to uh, get into that. A chief disciple of Satan, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> you know, um, President Trump is really the, the best advocate for Christian principles that we've had in a long time. You read your Bible. You go to the book of 1 Kings. As a matter of fact, folks, I'll tell you this. You go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and you put in the search bar, Jonathan Kahn, and listen to my interview with Jonathan Kahn, which is going to, matter of fact, that's going to play tomorrow, all right? Uh, tomorrow, my interview with Jonathan Kahn from 9 to 11, uh, he wrote a book called The Paradigm, and uh, Donald Trump is like King Jehu in the Bible, and, and, and it's written that God needed a man that was strong, not necessarily uh, a, um, a, 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 a godly or uh, holy man, but he needed a strong man because that's what it was going to take to take out Jezebel, okay? Not a Boy Scout, a man of strength, okay? And so check that out tomorrow uh, if you're not online and you want to just listen on the radio, 9 to 11 tomorrow. Or if you are online, you can go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, put into the search bar, Jonathan Kahn, and uh, that's the uh, program that will play. Uh, set aside an hour and a half. It's a long interview, okay? But anyway, God bless you, America. Uh, we're going to see you next week. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sip.